Sometimes I like to imagine the world after us, the strange mammals that will emerge, the abundance of biodiverse plant life taking over our fields and factories and so on. I don't think this world will be better. I maintain that we are the most interesting thing to happen on Earth, and there is real beauty and meaning in our curiosity and compassion, even as we also cause and witness so much suffering. But at any rate, there will be a world after us, after each of us. And that's why there's life insurance. It exists to provide a financial safety net to those who love and count on you. Policy Genius's technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Policy Genius. Because there will be a world without us. Dear Hank and John. Or as I prefer to think of it, Dear John and Hank. It's a podcast where two brothers answer your questions, give you dubious advice, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. John, I got a silver plate. Oh. I got a silver plate, and on Christmas morning, I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to tell Catherine that she can stay in bed, and I'm going to go downstairs and make eggs benedict. And Uh I'm going to bring it up to her on that crystal plate. And I'm going to say... Cause there's no plate like chrome for the holidays. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, John? I'm good, Hank. I took like 17 really intense gulps of late stage Twitter yesterday, Um, right before signing off of the service from my verified account for good. It's now being run by our mutual friend Peyton, who's having a great time with it. I did see the first tweet that she wrote as me. So for those who don't know, I stopped using Twitter as myself and became the Awesome Coffee Club, our coffee subscription service for charity. Uh Uh-huh. And And then um, you couldn't change your name back because that's not allowed anymore on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can't change my name. So it was kind of a difficult situation that I was in. But Peyton's first tweet as me is so great. It was, uh, (laughs) now that John has logged out of this account, you're just screaming your weird opinions at a Harry Styles fan who's dressed up as a coffee company. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel oh, I feel free. I feel like my Twitter is in better hands than it ever has been. The least capable and qualified person to run my Twitter over the last several years has been me. And so finally, I've been mm. ousted from the job I was never suited for. I just, uh, during the recording of Delete This, which is my podcast with Catherine, where we talk about my social media use, uh, I... I deleted Twitter from my phone and I've pledged to not use it during, until January at the latest or at the earliest and mm-hmm. um, just see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but but immediately I noticed something, John, mm-hmm. which is that people continued to have opinions about me, but oh. I couldn't do any or say anything about it. I just yeah. have to like let it happen. 
Well, or you could just not look, and then they have I'm, opinions that you don't know about. I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh, oh Lord, Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. And that, I and yet, yes, yes, uh, that is the Twitter issue. Twitter does us, want that, right? None of us want to be misunderstood, and Twitter, especially but right I am now, constantly, constantly seems, misunderstood. <laughs> Twitter right now seems very eager to misunderstand me. I haven't actually been paying much attention to how it's understanding you. <laughs> ah, yeah, me. Likewise. I'm, I'm hyper-focused on the uh... center of the observable universe. And I'll tell you what, they are not being nice to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I have no idea what people are saying to you, but I know what they're saying to me. It's ter- it's not nice. Um, after... <laughs> The the first thing Peyton texted me when she logged into my account was, oh, wow, people people are not nice to you. Yeah, which I think, like, she knows more, like, what gets tweeted at me, so, which means that they treat you worse than they treat me. I don't know. It's okay. People think on do. Twitter are really angry, and I don't blame them, because when I'm on Twitter, I am also really True. angry, yeah. and so... I understand why they would feel riled up and suspicious because when I'm on Twitter, I also feel riled up and suspicious. I I do, however, I, I and I just want to say this for the record. Uh huh. I am I am not participating in a vast conspiracy to protect certain public health officials from prosecution. <laughs> I have never phoned an FBI office on the topic. I've never phoned an FBI office. Hard stop. It's never come up. So. It would be great. It'd be great if I could be excluded from that discourse, that particular discourse. (laughs) We are going into the end of the year here. I think this is actually our last podcast of 2022 together. Mm -hmm. What are your big, what, what, what would you like to make in 2023? I'll go first to give you a little bit of, I would like to make abs. Abs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to I make. I thought you visible... said ads, and I was like, "We do that enough. We're good on ads." <laughs> just, I just want to write policy genius ads, and I don't, I don't know why they limit me to one a month. It doesn't seem fair. I, I love policy genius, and I have a gift for advertising for them, and they only let me write one each month. Yeah. I'd like to be a full time no. policy genius ad writer. No, <laughs> so you don't abs. want to do that. You want to, you want to get into advertising. Oh. <laughs> That's right. I want to become a fitness influencer. Mm-hmm. I want to become America's leading advertiser. Yeah, that's it. That's my. That's what I want to make Oof. in 2023. While I was making Twitter in do, 2022, do I want, want to be making abs in 2023. Do you want uh, people to be able to see them? Like, you want them to be visible? Or do you just oh, want them no, to be no, in no. there? Okay, no, I good. don't need just them to make be visible. Sure. I just want them to do a good job of supporting my torso when it stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what my abs are good at. I'm That's a, great. I, I have got some, That's I've the got dream. some after you know, 10 years of Pilates. Yeah. Uh, I know they're in there. I don't, I can't see them, <laughs> but I know they're in there. Yeah, One can yeah, just yeah. sock me in the stomach and no worries. That's great. As long as they're helping hold you up. That's all that matters. That's right. Uh, what do I want to make? I want to, I've been thinking about this, John. Yeah. I've been thinking about the, the, the time that humanity has spent asking what stuff is made out of. Mm. I think that's a really interesting question. And yeah. we know quite a bit now and and almost present that knowledge as if it is self-evident. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh you can't, atoms are so small that right. you, you would you don't even believe it. Like you can't Well even, they're also very weird. They're, they're small they're, and weird. They're tiny and they're extremely weird. The fact that there are different ones they remain is very made out weird. of other things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very weird. It's other. very weird that they have different numbers of electrons. That's weird. Yeah. 
And it's, yes, it's very strange. And figuring that out. if you pitched that to somebody 5,000 years ago, they would have been like, I don't know. That doesn't, that seems a little counterintuitive to me. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mostly thought that there was solid stuff. There was wind or air and there was liquid, which was water. And then there was fire, which also seemed like a thing. Or maybe there was energy or maybe there was like metal versus wood. Sometimes people thought, anyway- I think that the I think that we spend too much time sort of being told that there are atoms and not enough time being uh, confronting the reality that there was no moment when we realized there were atoms. There were lots of people who argued for a long time and right and try and like interrogated their beliefs every way they could right or their you know their ideas until yeah. one day everybody woke up and was like yeah 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 there's atoms but nobody noticed that day it, right. It was right. a thing that occurred, but no one noticed it because it happened gradually. And then yes. we like sort of retroactively say, ah, we figured it out on this day when really we didn't. We just kept right. arguing until we stopped arguing. Right. We treat it as an event, but it's only an event in retrospect. In the experience of it, it was a process. And so if you right. can can introduce people to that process, that historical process that led to us understanding or having at least some understanding of what stuff is made out of, you can actually help people understand what stuff is made out of on a deeper level. I think that's a really cool project. I think that would be a great thing for you to make in 2023. I'm going to be making abs, but you do that. (laughs) I also think it's valuable as we live through science continuing to progress, which really happened a lot in the last few years. And I just have noticed a lot of ways that we did that badly um, because it was because we had been sort of pitched a certain idea of what science is that isn't accurate, you know? Yeah. It's it's accurate to say we're in a process. We're in a process. But man, do people love an event. Yeah. Almost everything is a process, but people love an event. It's like how almost everything is a spectrum, but people love a binary. People... Uh, People just love the idea that it can all be distilled down to zeros and ones, and I don't blame them. Wouldn't that be lovely? Alas and alack. Hank, let's answer some questions from our listeners, beginning with this one from Catherine, who writes, Dear John and Hank, due to a quirk of scheduling every once in a while, I spend a couple hours working in a closed library by myself. By the way, Hank, have you noticed that I'm a little more present today? (laughs) Does it feel like I'm here in a way that I haven't been here in the last few weeks? You know, I didn't notice that much, honestly. Right. But I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm back, baby. I'm okay. here. The TV's not even on. Of course, I have work to do, but I feel like the opportunity should be taken advantage of being alone in this closed library while it's available. Any and all dubious advice and general shenanigans are welcome. Pride and prejudice, Catherine. John, I think that the like number one thing, uh, first, I got to make sure there's no security cameras that are going to record me. But I do desperately want to just run around screaming. I think that it deserves it. I think that the walls yes. need a little bit of noise. Yeah, and there's the whole thing where, like, yes, yes, and also it's going to feel good for you, Catherine. Like, screaming in a large space that you're alone in feels yeah. so much better than you think it will. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to have to work sometimes. I wouldn't say I had to work. I used to volunteer to work over Christmas. Like somebody had to be in the offices and most people had kids and stuff when I worked at Bookless Magazine. And so I would volunteer to be there that week between Christmas and New Year's, especially on like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And I would be utterly alone 
in inside this building, just like doing the bare minimum, Catherine. I mean, I don't know if they can retroactively dock my pay, but I would say that I I was quiet quitting way before quiet quitting on Christmas <laughs> Eve. And so I'd just be in the office on Christmas Eve, making sure that nothing went wrong, making sure that like, you know, the printers did all the things that they were supposed to do that day and maybe laying out the last version or whatever. But like most of the day, I was just like walking around being like, I survived a zombie apocalypse. Like I am in a, I am in a post-apocalyptic world where the entire building belongs solely to me. And just that feeling was quite joyful. That's pretty cool. I have two suggestions for Catherine. I, yeah. I think that you should buy, you should try and buy a lot of small things. So there's like, you can go on eBay and look for just like, if you can get like $20 of like little, like plastic babies or something, something like that. Not plastic babies, literally anything <laughs> else. <laughs> I think there's a plastic babies thing. Uh, oh, there is. I'm just, I'm just opposed to it. Okay. Well, you get like uh, some Pokemon, maybe. People got too many Pokemon, they're going to sell a bunch of them on eBay. Love it. Inexpensively. Love it. And then let the Pokemon live in the library. Oh, And yes. if people find one and bring them to the desk, you say, oh, that's yours now. And <laughs> Or you could put it back. That. It's, I love it that. It found you as much as you found it. Yeah. If you don't want it, you. you can put it back. You can leave it for the right. next person, but it wants yeah. a home and right. maybe you're that home. So but I it's like totally this. up to you. Yeah. And and the only way you can re- you can probably do this if you're not alone in the library. It's yeah. easier to do if you're alone in the library. Otherwise, you're going to be really be sneaking around and like it's looks like you're shoplifting, but you're doing the opposite. I, Second, I, I don't know yeah. when people are going to come in, but I do want to do an experiment on those people. So what I would do if I was alone in a library, but people are going to show up soon, is mm-hmm. I would I would once a week do a different scent, like the smell of oranges or vanilla, <laughs> and just sort of spray it around. Mm-mm, and then they, everybody mm-mm, comes in, mm-mm. and they're and and like you see what people notice, what they mention to you. And well, I like so as as a very nasally sensitive person, just a little I bit. Feel, I feel levels. like that's too much. Just Unless cut some it's oranges. Extremely low levels, like cutting oranges. If you're releasing a scent out into a public library, I would yeah. argue that's a form of attacking the other patrons <laughs> of the library. You like the Pokemons, though? But I love the idea of the Pokemon or related figurines or mm-hmm. um, I was thinking Nerf darts would be funny, like to imply that there was some kind of grand Nerf war <laughs> that occurred. But Great. it was like decades ago. So it's right. just like somehow we're still oh, yeah, like we digging still find up those. The, <laughs> the Nerf darts from the Great Nerf War of 1982. Yeah, you can get 65 mini uh, Pokemons for $20 plus $5 shipping on eBay right now. Well, there you go. I that mean, seems that's like not, the right number. That seems a little that, expensive, but that's like. not that cheap. No, I wanted it to be cheap. I bet if it was babies, it'd be cheaper. <laughs> oh, Hank. What? I, I can get you an entire Noah's Ark worth of small plastic animals for $12.95. <laughs> We're talking, and it's brand new. Fifty-four brand new pieces, mini jungle animals, uh, realistic 
wild vinyl, plastic animal learning, party favors, toys for boys, girls, kids, toddlers, forest, small animals, playset, cupcake, toddler. Man, these uh, names of products on Amazon are really getting out of control. <laughs> well, how about this one, John? Mini babies, 200 pieces, one inch mini plastic babies for baby shower, ice cube game, tiny babies, baby party favor, supplies, decorations for thirteen ninety nine. Okay, they got gonna... the word baby in there one, two, three, four, <laughs> five times. You are definitely getting this one first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I like it, but... Um... <laughs> this baby's... I mean, I Man, like it, these but... babies. If these babies I... start showing up in the library, people are going to be so freaked out. I like it, Hank, but not as much as I like 150 pieces, mini resin duck miniature figures, micro fairy garden, landscape aquarium, dollhouse ornament, potted plants, decoration, <laughs> DIY, slime charms for Christmas birthday party, 100 yellow plus 50 multicolor rubber duckies for $11.99. I think for $19.99, though, you can get jumping smile poppers, spring launcher <laughs> toys, bouncy party favors for kids, unique mini toys, party supplies, and goodie bag stuffers, 24 figurines in a beautiful display box fit as stocking stuffers. How can chat GPT be so good and those descriptions be so bad? <laughs> they, because these, these people know what they're doing more than chat GPT does, for sure. I mean, by the way, you're welcome for solving all of your Christmas needs, people. <laughs> just just head on head on to Amazon and get 26-pack mini animal plush toy set, cute small stuffed animal keychain set, goodie bag fillers, carnival prizes for kids assortment, kid valentine gift, Easter egg party filter, filter party, Easter egg filter party favors. Why is the you word filter get... in there? Yeah. <laughs> I think I was trying to make sure that it filters out the bad results. Um, yeah, it's, they're yeah. just hacking the system. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's a reason it's there. I do feel like, Hank, we should mention that we have actual great Christmas presents available that aren't from like the lowest rung of Amazon, which is <laughs> itself the lowest rung of e-commerce. We have, for instance, a subscription to the Awesome Coffee Club at awesomecoffeeclub.com <laughs> with 100% of the proceeds going to support lower maternal mortality in Sierra Leone. So go John, to awesomecoffeeclub.com. You, you say, you got to say, you got to say, Awesome coffee, coffee from the coffee. Awesome oh, coffee and for great, for party great. favors for for dad per Christmas present, birthday present, every every present. Good for filter Easter egg coffee. Thank you. That was much better. I hope to learn a lot more from you in 2023 about writing advertising. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're writing about why. I don't know why you're writing about what stuff is made of when you could be writing the true opus of our time, how to write ads, fun birthday party, happy kids, <laughs> children, toddlers, four-year-olds, eight-year-olds, mini games, Barbie dolls. John, this next question comes from Anonymous who asks, Dear Hank and John, how fast do we make pee? So fast. <laughs> I'll tell you why I know that it's fast. Yeah. And this is what they call good science. Mm -hmm. If I drink... If I drink 32 ounces of Gatorade, yeah. I need to pee in like 12 minutes. I think we make pee in 12 minutes. If uh, we need to. It seems to. like we make pee pretty dang fast, John. Uh it, it, in a water can be absorbed through your stomach in as fast as 5 minutes. Um and then it is in your and then it is in your blood and then your your kidneys immediately take that blood. So some of that 
some of that water you drank is in your bladder within, I'd say, at least within 10 minutes, for sure. Wow. Wow. Um, but I also, um, you pee about 2,000, and at, at most, you pee 2,000 milliliters per day. Uh, if mm. So that would be if you're drinking two liters a day, you probably are producing about two liters of pee a day. Um, and they uh, actually, sometimes doctors want to make sure that you're producing the right amount of pee and they will have you collect all of the pee you pee in a day to make sure that you're doing doing all the good peeing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so 2,000 liters in a day, that's going to give you an average of how much you can, how much pee you can make per minute. Mm. But if you drink mm. more than two liters a day, which is gonna, probably going to be a little tricky, you can really, I think you should really crank out some pee. And I, 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 from what I can tell, no one has ever done research on like how fast the kidneys can make, like is it, I'm imagining like a sponge, like if I squeezed it, it'd just like come pouring out. Like how fast could it if it had to? And I know right. like somebody must know this, but I couldn't find it in my research. Well, I feel like there's no way that I drink more than two liters of water a day. And I'm including Diet Dr. Pepper in water, as you yeah. should. So basically, the Diet Dr. Pepper that I've been drinking during this podcast, some of it's probably already in my bladder. Yeah. Great. Wow, well, I think so, yes. Beautiful. Pretty amazing. I mean, it's a beautiful thing that we have access to our bodies. Uh, I want to head into 2023 clockworks. with a, a sense of collaboration between mm. myself and my body, as if we are working together for the same goals, which I think that broadly we are. I think that- Not only a sense of collaboration, perhaps, if I could take it a step further, uh-huh. what about if we go into 2023 with a sense of integration into oh. our bodies, that ourselves and our bodies are are inextricable from one another? I I believe it in is that, my is brain. Is that too far for you? But I Do don't you know if to- I can believe it in my soul. I, have, I get it. I've been... I've been I've been acculturated too much. Wow. Hank Green emerging from 2022 with a belief in the soul. What a what a journey he's been on. I don't know that that's what I said. That's literally what you said. You said, I don't know if I believe it in my soul. And you can't believe something in your soul unless you have a soul. Yeah, you know what I mean. This next question comes from Diva, who writes, Dear John and Hank, is Hank on a journey of meaning? No, that's not the question. Um, <laughs> I love that I said that you're on a journey of meaning, and now everyone else thinks that you're on a journey of a very specific kind of meaning, and I'm just <laughs> leaning into it, man. <laughs> I was walking through the hallway at school, and I heard a girl say, can a horse and a dinosaur have children? And my immediate thought was, <laughs> yes, of course. But now I'm not what? so sure. What? I mean, for Diba, was your immediate thought was yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Okay. Can we have a horse, a sore, or a dinosaur? Um, not afraid of brain eating amoeba, Diba. Well, first off, so many, Diba, wrong, so many, so many things are wrong with this. First of all, you need to be terrified of brain eating amoeba, Diba. It should be the first thing you worry about when you wake up, and the last thing you worry about before <laughs> you go to sleep. How you're doing in school does not matter. If a brain-eating amoeba comes for you, That's right. whether or not your friends really like you, they do. Doesn't matter if a brain-eating amoeba comes for you. Oh, God, I'm so scared of brain-eating amoebae. What, what was, oh, a horse, here's why, there are a couple reasons why a horse and a dinosaur can't have a baby, Deepa. Yeah. Biggest reason, and I want to handle this delicately because I know little kids listen to the podcast, but the biggest reason is that they did not live at the same time. 
Well, I mean, that seems like something that all people of all ages should should be well aware of. Uh, they, well, I don't know. I mean, nobody's born knowing anything. But yeah, that's you can't, true. That, I'm not you, worried about that knowledge getting out is all. Yeah, you can't. So, but if we can make a dinosaur. Something that doesn't exist can't have a child with something that does exist. Is that accurate? Yes. I think so. Dep- I, think I guess that's... it depends on the definition of some of your words, but the <laughs> things with a soul can only have babies with things with a soul. So, oh my God. So I think there's a bunch of problems, but they're definitely, they're so far apart. Even if they did exist at the same t- place at the same time, they're very far apart genetically and would not be, it'd be like a horse trying to have a baby with an ostrich. It's Or a turtle. Maybe. It's closer to an ostrich, honestly. Yeah, I know uh, that ostriches are technically dinosaurs. But what I'm saying, like, because all the, like, birds are what's left of dinosaurs. Isn't that a basically right? Yeah. But turtles give off more of a dinosaur vibe. I feel like, and I don't, I know we're, I know we're not trying to get too deep into soul discussions, Hank, but I feel like turtles have way more of a dinosaur soul than, say, an ostrich does. Well, I, I, I feel like the thing to look at is mm-hmm. the is the DNA, uh, and yeah. I mean, it's interesting to think about like what, and I don't know that like a lot of research has actually been done on this, but like, what are the things that actually make it not possible for right. different species? To Where have are the babies? lines? Cause, yeah, because it, it is fuzzy. They're, right, lions so, and tigers can have babies. Yeah, but, those, but they're not but, fertile. But polar bears exactly. and grizzly bears can have babies, and they are yeah. fertile. You get a right. perfectly fertile growler bear, is what they call coyotes them. And they, did, and, they do exist. Yeah. Coyotes and German shepherds. In fact, there's one Definitely. in my backyard. Yeah. Do you want to know the weirdest version of this? This is a, yes. a sort of a science digression. But yes. there is a there is a, there are several species of South American salander. I don't know how many. Let's say eight or ten, and each of them can interbreed breed with each other, and they're sort of geographically distributed. Uh, from the north to the south, but the ones from the very far south cannot interbreed from the ones with the ones from the very far north because they're too different. But the each of the steps in between, they can all interbreed. So the like the ones all the way to the south can with a little bit north and a little bit north and a little bit wow. north they can make fertile babies. But all the way, if you go from the very far south to the very far north, you can't anymore. Wow, so, super weird. So Diva, it actually is really complicated. And we can't be totally sure, but we're pretty sure dinosaurs and horses could not make a dinosaur. Yeah, I don't want to get into like the the physical how it would happen, but it seems like that's irrelevant. But genetically, it, I don't it, think it genetically could. it would be very challenging. Yes, we have a question from David that's critically important for us to answer. Hank David writes, "Dear John and Hank, I received an offer for a job in the United Kingdom. I'm from the U.S. Congratulations, David, in advance on your health care." It's a good job. It pays well. And they're happy to sponsor me for immigration. I'm excited and a bit nervous, but there is a problem. Hank, without reading the question, can you guess what the problem is? Does it have to do with? What would it have to do with? Love, John. The problem is love. The problem is way more serious than that, unfortunately. The problem is that the job is in Milton Keynes. (gasps) If I move to Milton Keynes, will I become a fan of the franchise? Can I still wear my Wimbledon scarf? Available now at dftba.com. David really wrote that. Good job, David. Nothing rhymes with, <laughs> comma, David. 
I wouldn't wear my Wimbledon scarf, David. Uh, I would. I, I might keep that one in the dresser for really. When you're in Is South it that London. big of a deal? Is it? That... I wouldn't wear it. Yeah, is, I is there worries? Oh, wow. I would have a little bit of a worry wearing it. I definitely. You know, you go to a sports game. There's always fans of the other team. It's not like that, Hank. It's really not like that. <laughs> okay. Well, it's really not like that. Like just when you're walking around town, can you not wear Could you go to a, a game where it's AFC Wimbledon versus Milton Keynes and wear your AFC Wimbledon scarf there? In the Milton Keynes section? No, you could not. But in the stadium, you could. If you are in the Wimbledon section of the stadium, which has a police escort that brings them in and out of the stadium. Then yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't know yeah. how I feel. I don't know how. I thought that this was all fun and games. It feels less mm. like fun and games now. Well, Hank, I, I don't want to rehash the history here, but they <laughs> stole a community's football club, the institution itself. Well, but they then, wrenched they, then, it then from AFC the community. AFC Wimbledon can be mad at Milton Keynes, but they shouldn't be mean to us back. Oh, I think you're confused about Milton Keynes fans. Um, <laughs> I, I am. They, 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 they like and in, like they, they choose to identify with that. <laughs> okay, they like, like that. They're like, yeah, they we are, did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love they that we do. did that's, that. Yeah, that's why they always sing uh, because they're they're officially known as MK Dons, okay. even though they have nothing to do with Wimbledon, and that's why they always sing at the games. We're keeping the Dons. Oh boy, we're keeping the Dons. Oh, and boy. that's all. The, I didn't. But know that's that. just that the very. Well, oh, that's that's the beginning of the songs, not the end of them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, don't wear your scarf is what we're getting at. I mean, the truth is, David, 99% of people aren't going to care that you're wearing a scarf. Yeah. But uh, the 1% of people might not be that great to hang out so, with anyway. Yeah. So don't don't wear the scarf, but you don't have to become a MK fan. That's right. not a, that's not in the that's not Thank the cards. You, Hank, don't for do cutting it. yourself off before you said the dog. I learned something. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you can take the job. I mean, I will say and I'm a little biased on this front, David, but ask yourself if it's possible for you to live outside the city limits of Milton Keynes. <laughs> it can't be that big. It can't be hard to commute in. <laughs> just, just take the train, man. <laughs> That's very small. Oh, it just got official city status like a year ago. Just um, move to Bletchley. I'll, yeah, live in beautiful Bletchley. Or God. Bedford. English place names, you just cannot make them up. Bletchley, Sullahool, Grimsby. Mm -hmm. Who names, who's sitting in a town? Like Biggleswad? <laughs> this one's called Biggleswad. <laughs> who's like, who's sitting in a pub? You know, and the town's just getting started and it's the six families who are in the town and one lady says to another, what do you think we should call it? Well, my name's Biggle and your name is Swad. Maybe we should call it Biggleswad. <laughs> I don't know how it's pronounced. Do you think people in Biggleswad and Keynes, you could get there. Do you think people in Biggleswad like know? You know what I mean? Like, do people in Grimsby know, or do they just say like, <sighs> "I live in Grimsby" the way I used to say, like, "I live at 86th and Ditch" without ever thinking about it? And then people would yeah. be like, "Ditch," and I'd be like, "Yeah, no, Ditch Road. You've never been on you Ditch know, Road. You know about Ditch." <laughs> It just becomes part of your vocabulary. And I assume if you live in Biggleswad, it doesn't seem like a weird place name. It doesn't no, seem sure like a place totally where normal. hobbits live. Yeah. Oh, God. That reminds me, actually, that today's yeah. podcast is brought to you by Biggleswad, England. Biggleswad, England. It's happening. Up the Biggles. Up 
the Biggles. I'm <laughs> just so chuffed, as they would say. This podcast is also brought to you by the Dinors. The Dinors. They it's, do have a team. It's not possible, but yet. Biggle Squad does have a team, by the way. Biggle Squad FC, they play in the seventh tier of English football. And if Milton Keynes wanted to have a team, they could have just taken <laughs> Biggle Squad FC and risen them up through the ranks like Wimbledon had to after our team was stolen from us. Uh, today's, today's podcast is also brought to you by Hank Soul. Hank Soul, he denies that it exists, but then often refers to it. <laughs> And this podcast is brought to you by 54 Pieces Mini Bear Toy 4.7 Inch Mini Plush Bear Soft Tiny Bear Doll Stuffed Tiny Bear for Teens, Girls, Boys, Adults, DIY Keychain Birthday Wedding Christmas Party Favors. It's really hard. It's such a it's it's just it's just such a good brand name, you know? <laughs> We also have a Project for Awesome message to read from Jessica from Minnesota to Hank, John, and Nerd Viteria. I'm so proud to have been part of this community for the past decade. I've learned so much about the world and myself because of it. Thank you to each and every one of you for creating a space for growth and truth. I can't wait for the next decade. DFTBA. Oh, thank you so much. That is so nice. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah. And thanks for donating to the P4A. Woo. So listen, your toilet is massively gross, like it's grosser than you think. In fact, bacteria and viruses can hang around in the toilet bowl even after multiple flushes. And I recently found the easiest way to clean my toilet, Blue Land's Sustainable Toilet Cleaner Tablets. Just drop, watch it fizz, brush, and flush. It is truly that simple. No more scrubbing for hours. Plus, the tablets are plastic-free. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet with the same powerful clean that you're used to. Blue Land products are effective and affordable, and their toilet tablets are proven to work on a wide range of toilet stains, including rust, mineral deposits, lime scale, and hard water. And you can even get more savings by buying refills in bulk or setting up a subscription. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash dearhank. You won't want to miss this blueland.com slash dearhank for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash dearhank to get 15% off. This episode of Dear Hang John is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is there to help you maintain the kinds of habits that you want to have. For me, I need to have the right kind of food in the house or I will eat whatever. Oreo recently sent me some free fancy Oreos. They were weird. I ate all of them. I ate all of them in a week and it was a problem. I can't do that. I need to have healthy, good stuff in the house and Thrive Market can help you have healthy habits. It's a great go-to for all your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online and then like just quickly shipped to the doorstep. It's a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with great ingredients and sourcing methods. They got Amy's, Banza, Burt's Bees, Chobani, Honest Kids, Kind, Mike's Hot Honey, Oatly, Olipop, Poppy, Salt, 
I've never heard of salt, but it's got two A's in it, so it has to be good. And as a Thrive Market member, you can save money on every single grocery order. On average, you can save over 30% every time. And they also have a deals page that changes every day. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a $60 free gift. I enjoyed my $60 free gift. I was surprised by it, and it was the kind of thing I wouldn't have bought. And then now I'm like on the ghee train. They gave me free ghee. And I was like, I don't know what ghee is. But then I was like, oh, this is great. It's like butter, but it's different and more spreadable. <laughs> Go to thrivemarket.com slash dearhank for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash dearhank, thrivemarket.com slash dearhank. John, I just got a giant clock. I'd say oh, it's, yeah. I'd say it's mm, a little- Is this a dad joke? No, it's a little more than three feet long. Um, it's currently got the wrong time on it, but I got it so I could have a countdown to the Project for Awesome and a countdown during the Project for Awesome. It's oh, so big. Oh, nice. That's it cool. Awesome I'm excited for wall. this year's P4A. Yeah. I've been making a lot of pottery. Ooh, that's smart. Yeah. P4A pottery. I've been doing a lot of anglerfish art. That's great, uh, too. I'm almost, I'm almost done. The problem is I can only do it at the end of the day because the paint that I'm using kind of <laughs> makes you a little loopy. So I can't <laughs> got to like, let it air out overnight. <laughs> you got like a 60 minute window before you need to get out of there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, Hank, I have a question that's about one of your areas of interest, but I find interesting. It's from Madison who writes, Dear John and Hank, I know you said that the water on Mars is not drinkable, but... Do you think I could drink it through a life straw? Really thirsty, uh, <laughs> Madison. This no. is a great question. So for those who don't know a life straw, like I could stick a life straw into the White River, which uh-huh. as far as I know is the dirtiest body of water possible, and drink the water through the life straw and I would be okay because it filters out all of the toxins and parasites and whatnots. So could you drink Martian water through a life straw? No, uh, you're not oh. worried. About, so there's not probably you're not worried about tox. You're not worried about parasites. You are worried about toxins, and and the life straw will not filter out a bunch of stuff that is could be pretty dangerous for you, like um, lead. Uh, like you can't like stick it in the ocean and drink it uh, mm-hmm. because it's going to have just as much salt. Those are like little sodium and chloride ions that make mm. up. The, the saltiness of water, they're so tiny, they're just going to go right through. Uh, mm. And and same for the stuff on Mars. Like, we're talking about, like, dangerous perchlorate salts. I don't think a life straw would filter out, but, like, you can. I just want to be clear. You can absolutely distill Martian water and drink it. You just have to boil off the water, leave all of the whatever behind, just the same way that you would distill um, seawater and be able to drink it. So it would sort of be a desalination plant where... You boil the water, the water goes up as water vapor, and that is pure distilled sweet, sweet water. And then all the gross stuff is just like literally left behind as solids. Yep. Correct. That that would be cool. I would love, I I have no desire to go to Mars. None. Less than (laughs) none. There is no amount of money you could pay me to go to Mars, but I would love to drink the first glass of Martian water. Wow, I feel like I feel like they're putting yourself way up on a pedestal there. You can't. You got to have somebody else. Got to have a better choice. 
Well, of course, I don't think that I'm qualified to drink the first glass of Martian water. I'm not imagining a world where people fly to Mars, capture a little bit of Martian water, fly back to Earth, and then distill it and hand it to me, Hank. I'm not Louis the Fourteenth. I'm, I'm just proposing a hypothetical in which I would I, I would be willing to do that in a way that I would not be willing to, for, right. for instance, go to Mars. Well, it's going to be physically identical to distilled water anywhere else so that i could i could just pretend next time i'm in indianapolis if you want (laughs) john i want you to taste this it tastes exactly like (laughs) Like distilled martian Martian water water. (laughs) we have to use distilled water when we make our uh, secret family hot sauce and it's i don't like it i don't like the way it tastes it definitely has a different taste yeah, but it is essential for hot sauce making. So, if you believe I, it, if you if if you say so, like I'm, sh- I'm not trying to discount your opinion, which is what that sounded like. I didn't. I would not have known that. Well, because if you're going to ferment stuff for a long time, you can't have any weirdnesses. Okay, you can't have anything in there. You want to make sure it's real nothing. Yeah, this is making me hungry. What am I going to have for lunch? I don't what know. T- what do I What do I have after this? I don't know, but we're sending you some of our hot sauce for Christmas, so hopefully you'll enjoy it. I'll just eat it's that. It's called Societal Collapses in the Air. Oh my gosh, you guys are adorable. It's something that Timothy Chalamet said during a uh, press interview. <laughs> it's a Timothy Chalamet quote. John, this next question comes from Tyler, who asks, Dear Hank and John, I was listening to your podcast and Hank said something truly terrible, and you moved right on like it was nothing. Yeah. He said that the sun is incredibly loud. We just can't hear it because sound doesn't travel through empty space. So is the sun just up there silently screaming for all eternity? What what have you added to my anxious mind? Screaming internally over the sun's silent screams, Tyler. That's beautiful. Great sign off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's shouting at us. Yeah, I'm it it, it apparently if the solar system were full of of atmospheric pressure air, we could hear the sun from from here, ninety three million miles mm. away or whatever. Mm. Wow! I mean, that's a big hypothetical, <laughs> right? It would ca- it would immediately cause a huge problem, um, and would, also probably a, a black hole. Problems. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. there was. <laughs> I mean, like that's yeah. a huge amount of mass. It doesn't seem like airways very much, but like a solar system full of it, you'd be adding a lot of mass to the sun. Uh, yeah. And uh, the Earth would experience a great deal of friction as it moved through the its orbit, which would cause us to slow down and fall into the sun, which would be pretty much the end for everything except the atoms. But the end would be very loud. Yeah, it would be so loud. About 100 decibels, which, um, eh, it, mean, it, you know, is, is tolerable. Very loud, but not the worst thing that would be happening to me in that moment. You know, like I wouldn't be like, oh, God, the noise. (laughs) Yeah, I would be like, oh, God, the collapsing into the sun, the heat, I think would be a bigger problem. The vibes would be way off. And Uh, I think I think the sound would be an afterthought. Um, I'm not actually sure if the sound would be in a. In like a pitch we could hear, it might be like really low pitched, so we wouldn't be able to hear it. But I'm not sure. Um, So it'd just be sort of a faint rump. Like the other thing I like about this is on the other, like during the nighttime, it would be quiet. Oh, isn't that wild? Yeah, that is wild. 
That would be that would be really weird, <laughs> but I'm sure life could get used to it if like during the day all the time it was just like you just can't talk. It's too loud to talk. <laughs> And then, yeah, and, and we would probably be nocturnal, you know? Yeah, like to be we, like, sleep through the loud part. Yeah. It's so yeah. loud. And then, and then when we were, like, trying to get our kids to sleep before the sun came up, we would play them white noise machines that were like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm very fond of this idea. I want you to include it in a science fiction. It makes me really happy to but think of like... But it wouldn't work. You can't... You I, have to have a medium for it to travel through. I mean, it's basically that is it. That's what we experience now, except that we interpret it as light, as like we see it with our eyes rather than our ears. Like the sun is constantly screaming at us now, just with photons. All right, that blew my mind a little bit. So you're saying that the photons are not that different from sound waves because they can, they kind of function as waves. And so the sun is screaming its light at us, except when it's not. Yeah. The sun is screaming its light at us all of the time. And then the, the, the earth spins around and it's dark and we can't, we can't. It's a kind of silence, but it's, but it's eye silence. It's eye silence. And we can't sense. It's just eye silence. Hmm. It's nice. It might be a little too cheesy. It might be a little too on the nose to use in a novel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I silence as a phrase is a little if bit you, like If you me. add a curse word in it, it would be great. Yes, that's, that's all so you need. true. You often need to cut things with a with a GD. Yeah, 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 totally. If you put a GD in there, it'd be something that a, that a fun little character could say. Right. Probably not a human. <laughs> Maybe you know? not. Yeah, some yeah, maybe like, somebody somebody's had a pretty different experience. They'd be like, a, "Oh, you talking about eye silence?" Yeah, GD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got that. Yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> All right, it's time for the all important news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, from AFC Wimbledon's perspective, when they found out that I wasn't going to be tweeting at all anymore, they were like, holy crap, this is great news. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, I'm so relieved. So AFC Wimbledon uh, traveled to Swindon Town oh, over wow. the weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to play FIFA as the Swindon Town Swoodly Pooper. So it was a little bit of the John Green plays FIFA Derby. Uh-huh. And... I'll tell you what, those 500 uh, hardy Wimbledon fans who traveled up to Swindon in uh, a, a world of, of bad trains and frozen tundra uh, were, were, were treated to an absolutely devastatingly boring nil-nil draw. I mean, <laughs> I, I love a nil-nil draw. Uh, now, according to the stats, AFC Wimbledon had six shots on target and Swindon Town had one. I didn't see any of those six shots on target. I guess I went to the bathroom during all of them. Um, but yeah, we, God, it was boring. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say about it. But the ability to have a boring game, mm-hmm. I think, represents real progress. <laughs> like It's great. For much it's, an- of the it's early- another one with no red X on it. Exactly. So for much of the early part of the season, I felt like we couldn't get a boring game to save our lives and now we're really getting some. 
And so it's only a point, but it's a point away from home. And yeah. now 21 games into the season, almost halfway through the season, AFC Wimbledon are up in 12th place. And there's kind of two ways of looking at our season. One way of looking at our season is that we're actually only three points away from being in the playoffs. So now there's a lot of teams above us, but they're all very tightly packed between fourth place and 12th place. There's actually only four points separating all eight of those teams. And so a lot could still happen if you look up the table. And then if you look down the table, which, of course, is what I do because I'm a nervous little Nelly, (laughs) we are 16 points above relegation. Wow. When I went to the AFC Wimbledon game uh, against Sutton United, I think we were only three points above relegation. Wow. So it's a pretty dramatic turnaround. Um, I'm not going to say that we're anywhere (laughs) close to safe because we're not. There's a long way to go in the season, but mm-hmm. I will say both Col- Colchester and Gillingham or Gillingham, nobody knows how to pronounce it, look horrible, <laughs> like real, real bad. So we only have to be better than those two teams to avoid relegation. That yeah. appears at least at this point to me to be likely yeah. and up in 12th place, not that far off the 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 kind of top top half of the table. Pretty. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's great. If you start doing well, maybe you could convince me to invest. <laughs> I'll bear that in mind. I went to a oh, hockey whoa, whoa, game. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what, I just what, want, can, what? I, can I quickly get a commitment from you? No, definitely not. I went to a well, hockey game this, this weekend, um, which was very fun. Uh, the, my, the college in my town, the university of my town now has a, a hockey team. So we went oh, to cool. the game yeah. um, and I had a just a fantastic time, but I did forget that it was a university event. And thus, the moment I walked in, I was- There's Hank Green. There's a lot of people who watch my TikToks um, yeah. and who are not sure if I am me or you. But- oh, there are so many people in Indianapolis who think that I'm you. It's incredible. <laughs> I have to say, and I don't even know how to handle it at this point, because more than half the time I get recognized, somebody says, are you Hank Green? And I just, oh my God, I maybe I should, this is news to me because it's it's the exact opposite for me. Like maybe, I'll hear them, like I'll walk by and I'll be like, that was John Green, someone will say. Yeah, I don't know how to get the word out. Now, fine. with, with fine. Nerdfighteria, with Dear Hank and John listeners, this is not, not an issue. Yeah. But with the like broader like TikTok, YouTube shorts viewing audience, it yeah. is a real issue. They don't know what's up. It's very confusing. <laughs> um. But I did eventually find my seat, and it was great, and I enjoyed the hockey game very much, and it made me feel like, ah, yes, sports is fun. Uh, but I did find myself saying a lot of the time, as people behind me were like, yeah, get him. I was like, all right, everybody settle down out there. <laughs> Let's be good to each other. <laughs> we don't want penalties. Those are bad. None of these people are bad. Everybody has good <laughs> intentions. <laughs> you, y'all are into the exact same stuff. <laughs> like... You had you had very similar upbringings, is my guess, considering that you all play hockey very well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You probably played for some of the youth teams. You know these people. You know these boys. This week in Mars News, though, uh, Perseverance has collected its first samples of Martian regolith, which is like the loose... Go. It's like the dirt. It's like the loose yeah. rock and dust that's all over the place. It's been, it's been collecting a lot of samples from rocks. Um, so just drilling rock cores to like look into the rocks. But these two samples were collected by the rover. Uh, they come from a pile of sand and dust 
uh, using a little drill bit shaped like a spike with a small holes in one end so it can gather all that loose material. Does so amazingly, it's been, it on the, been on the planet for, I think it just like gets wedged in there. gets wedged okay. in there when they all shove right. it in. Yeah. Uh, they've been on the planet for two years, hadn't collected any dirt yet. They're like, we could do that at any point. We just want to make sure. And I think that now they're <laughs> yeah. like at the real mouth of the Delta, it's a good place to collect that mm-hmm. dirt. Mm-hmm. They're going to help scientists learn. It, the samples are going to help scientists learn more about the environment of Mars. They may help scientists understand some of the challenges future astronauts might have to contend with because the regolith can cause damage to solar panels and spacesuits. might also contain some nasty stuff that could get in your lungs. Um, but it could also help to shield future astronauts from radiation. So it'll just require us to know more about... Um, mm. But it's very important to get an idea of what this stuff is made out of because if you can't breathe it without being in a lot of trouble... It's going to be really hard to go to Mars. So right, samples are going right. to help scientists understand more about all those potential, potential, potential issues. Like if the dust was sort of asbestosy or something, that could be a big problem. Yeah, and the perchlorates, which is the real reason why it's sort of iffy to drink the water, uh, right? Could could be bad at high mm. concentrations to breathe into your lungs. Mm. It's uh, it's an alien planet. It is an alien planet. And that's why we got to be so glad. I'm also entering 2023 in a sense of collaboration and whatever that other thing was, integration with the earth oh. and with and with the year. It's yeah. this time. It's just like we have time. Yeah. We exist in time. It would be very boring yep. without time. Right. So let's all, let's be in, let's be in, let's work together. We're made out of earth. It's not a fight. We're made out of time. We're made out of time. We are not separate from time or earth. We are participants in it. We are collaborators, all of us together, figuring out how to do stuff together. And I'm a little worried uh, about the next year, but I also feel like if all of us decide to collaborate and listen empathetically to each other and acknowledge the humanity of one another, then we can... I was going to say be okay, but that might be too ambitious. We can uh, we can continue to be in time and on <laughs> Earth. John, thank you for making a podcast with me. If you want to send us your questions, thank you for doing that. It's hankandjohn at gmail.com. If you want to listen to our patron-only podcast, which we're about to record, you can go to patreon.com slash dearhankandjohn, sign up, and you can get to hear us talk about what, what made us pleased in the last week in our lives. This podcast is edited by Joseph Tuna Medish. It's produced by Rosiana Hals Rojas. Our communications coordinator is Brooke Shotwell. Our editorial assistant is Deboki Trakravarti. The music you're hearing now and at the beginning of the podcast is by the great Gunnarola. And as they say in our hometown, don't forget forget to be be awesome. awesome.